You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's v 87 on Twitter, BilalVakani, and it's boss time. Sasha Banks is back. It's my raw review. We get right into it. Natalia, well, before Natalia, Becky Lynch cut a promo talking about how everybody in the locker room was basically her target, paying some respect to Natalia. Later on, Natalia came out in a sling and cut a promo about how she did some time away and how it, how it had been a year since her father had passed away. And as soon as she got to that point, she was interrupted by the music of Sasha Banks. Now, I could kind of tell Sasha had a wig on here. It uh, started with a hug, but eventually Banks sucker punched Natalia, who was defenseless. Becky came out for the save, but eventually Sasha got the upper hand. And she immediately inserted herself as a title contender. Of course, Night of Champions is the next pay-per-view, so not a lot of room for non-title feuds here. Uh, but great to see Sasha back as the heel, as I think a lot of us thought she would be. Um, and sort of a perfect way to segue from Natalia's program to Becky's. I sort of envisioned her on SmackDown uh, against Bailey, but I'm sure we can go there later. This is great. I'm super excited for that. And what was a little less exciting, but built up, we had the Universal Champion Seth Rollins kicking off the show with a pretty typical in-ring promo, but quite good. He was eventually interrupted by the OC, including AJ Styles, to set up a match for later that night. We also had Stone Cold Steve Austin, I can only describe as Skyping in to Michael Cole to give his thoughts on Rollins versus Brock. We got Paul Heyman's uh, standard but great promo in front of Brock's dressing room. We also, for some reason, also got Seth Rollins backstage talking about facing Styles. Again, weird. This match ended in a DQ when the club got involved, or the OC. Ricochet tried to make the save. He couldn't do it. Braun Strowman came out and actually made the save. And then Braun went to get get the Universal title and very slowly but respectfully handed it to Seth, maybe setting up a title match at Clash of Champions, which I quite liked. We also got Ricochet taking on Elias. Ricochet cut a pretty good promo before winning the match. I was quite impressed by that. That was a good sign. We also went backstage with the tag team uh, women's champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki, and they are getting better and better, as are the Kabuki Warriors, who did not have Paige due to neck surgery, but they certainly held their own. Of course, Alexa and Nikki had just won the titles last week. They weren't going to lose them now. They did defend them. Speaking of tag teams, we had the Street Profits backstage. They were interrupted by Sami Zayn, who said everybody sort of gets jaded and becomes uh, a monster, essentially, uh, or WWE takes people's souls. And eventually the Prophets asked him about Samoa Joe. Sami Zayn uh, spoke quite negatively about Joe not realizing he was behind him. This set up a match where Joe uh, obviously beat Zayn. He did come out after, well, he grabbed the mic after the match. I mean, it's very clear he's still a heel, which is, I guess, necessary, but interesting. We also had a tag team match where the Revival was facing uh, part of the Lucha House Party. That ended in a DQ, excuse me, as R-Truth ran in to try to save his 24-7 title. Eventually, the Revival actually won the title together. Truth won it back and then lost it to Elias backstage. That was quite good. We also had Rey Mysterio losing a two out of three falls match to Andrade in a clean sweep. Rey then was backstage and in an interview, he really doubted where his career was going, which was quite quite strong, actually, and a uh, made what was maybe a questionable choice quite good. So that was great. 
We had the Miz versus Ziggler. Ziggler cut a promo before about how he couldn't medically compete because he was attacked. Eventually, it happened because obviously Ziggler was lying. The Miz won, and he came back for seconds as Ziggler egged him on, much like he did with Goldberg the night before. Drew McIntyre also had a very cryptic backstage promo ahead of his match with Cedric Alexander. I honestly fell asleep during this match. I don't know what happened. I don't know why his promo is still going. Whatever. Uh, this rivalry has just kind of evolved into nothing as far as I'm concerned. No way Jose lost to Bobby Roode in his home country, of course. And uh, the Viking Raiders cut a promo about how they've been around for four months, but they're still just killing jobbers, and I don't care. Uh, but good news on the boss and some good stuff in the top picture with Seth Rollins potentially facing Braun Strowman and the OC still proving to be quite a valid threat on a uh, decent post-SummerSlam edition of Raw. Certainly, I hope SmackDown has some surprises for us as well. You can follow me at BilalV87 on Twitter. Uh, until SmackDown, take it easy, amigos. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 